Hello, everyone. Welcome to the fifth episode of Sports Luck. Somehow we've made it through five, which is fantastic. We have a bunch of things to discuss, uh, NBA, MLS, MLB draft, but I know that Jason had something that he wanted to talk to, so I'm going to give the floor to Jason. Okay, it is time for my great monologue. Uh, This is a one-time thing, probably, but I'm just doing this because something's been bothering me, and I feel like I have to say it, um, and it relates to the world of sports, of course. Um, Max Kellerman of ESPN gave a disgusting and absolutely humiliating take last week when he said that no one cares about hockey in the United States of America. Screw you, Max Kellerman. I'm wearing this Penguins hat and shirt because of what you said. You are such a clown. You were a clown before this, and you're even more of a clown now. You have been a horrible replacement for Skip Bayless on first take. You have no chemistry at all with Stephen A. Smith. Skip was so much better in that role, had so much more chemistry than you do with Stephen A. Your takes are so bad. That was such a bad statement by you. Now, here are some facts because I actually did my homework, unlike you, Max Kellerman. The highest rated games on NBC Sports Chicago are hockey games, a channel that has had the Cubs, the White Sox, and the Bulls. In 2019, the NHL's average attendance was 17,456. The NBA's was 17,857. Very, very close, even though buildings like where the Panthers play never sell. And there have been years in recent memory that the NHL NHL attendance is higher than the NBA attendance. Next point, hundreds of thousands and also millions of people watch NHL broadcasts, especially the big games. Game 7 of the 2019 Stanley Cup Final had 8.914 million viewers. ESPN and many other sports broadcasting companies rarely ever mention hockey. How is the sport supposed to grow if it gets no coverage? I can count on my fingers the number of times ESPN has mentioned hockey when I watch. It is sick. Colin Cowherd supported Max Kellerman and compared NHL ratings to a UFC card, the Masters, the US Open, and the World Cup. Now, I'm a Colin Cowherd fan, but first off, those are special events that barely happen, not regular NHL games. I mean, the World Cup is every few years. Second, Cowherd, I'm not as mad at because even though he agreed with Kellerman on a lot of these things, he's supposed to be more of that sports talk shock jock sort of personality and he is a 100% better broadcaster than Max Kellerman. Finally there was massive outcry over this comment by Kellerman last week which shows you that people care. People care. People care. Uh, Screw you Max Kellerman. Screw you. You are the worst. I am done. Can we issue the first rant by Jason Chayet? Yes, yes. Can, we start a, can we start a note? Yes. Like Jason, Jason's, Jason's last rant. Jason, how does it as much as basketball on TV? That's not as national. That's why it's not broadcast on ESPN. It's not like hockey doesn't matter. It used to be broadcasted on ABC, though. It used to be broadcasted on ESPN. It's just not. Mostly, as- it's usually NBC, the hockey. It's the same. He said no one cares about hockey in the United States. He said no one cares. People care. People care. No, no, that's true. A lot more people care about hockey than boxing. It just means it's not as nationally recognized or as powerful as other other sports. Well, well, Jason's statement is still is still a correct statement because people do care about hockey, including myself. But I think that and this is and this might be a weird take, but I think that the NHL has very much suffered the same fate that that the PBA, which is uh, professional bowling, has suffered, which is it used to be on nationally broadcasted television, meaning ABC. Uh, The NHL used to be on ABC and ESPN. And now it's on, you know, networks that aren't necessarily easily watched by everyone. So like the the PBA now is on ESPN or we used to be on ESPN, which is, you know, in the the sports package. And uh, a lot of hockey games are on NBCSN and we're on Versus, which are, again, not like the standard cable packages and now if you want to watch bowling it's on fs1 and fs2 which is not you know just fox so basically you would need to watch it on just fox or on just nbc which are like nationally you know national cable networks but it's it's suffered that fate where it doesn't have that you know it's it's not on abc so you can't watch it as much like the nba finals is no i think i think a i think a hockey ticket is a very much desirable ticket than say i mean basketball depending on the game but the fact 
that Max Kellerman is garbage on TV. And no, it wasn't a good. Time. I don't know if he's garbage. I mean, that was a terrible. I agree. By the way, where is the chemistry to too? He is so bad. Jason, I didn't mean. To, I think I there's some chemistry. Yeah. He's the worst. What? I didn't mean to compare hockey to bowling in terms of popularity. I just meant. No, I know. I know. I just meant like broadcast education. But like, no, you're, so you're, you're, you're still on my good side. Max Kellerman, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, well since, since we're done with that, All right. Mike, Mike, why don't you take the floor? All right. So to go over. <laughs> oh, uh, one more thing. Oh, one uh, more. Two days ago, uh, ten years ago, uh, from ten years ago, from two days ago, the Flyers lost the Stanley Cup to the Blackhawks. So I just have to say that. I remember that game. <laughs> yes. All right, let's let's kick it off with uh, going over to uh, the NBA. Recently, uh, Carmelo Anthony, former Knickerbocker, has uh, stated, as far as actually playing and going back down into Orlando, I'm still up in the air a little bit because I really don't, uh, and we don't have all the details. We don't know a lot of information, so until we have that, it's hard to just commit to that 100%. Uh, so the question I would say, you know, hearing this and hearing uh, just recently that the NBA has agreed to start games uh, July 31st in the beautiful Disney uh, Orlando Resort in Orlando, Florida, uh, and as each team will play in a game regular season and then followed by the postseason so what are our thoughts and uh, do we have any concerns on the NBA actually uh, following through with this plan I guess I'm gonna go first I guess uh, yeah no you start I, I'm a fan of Ella, but I'm not a fan of what he said at all I feel like one the Trailblazers were the only team that were against the league returning because they wanted more information mm-hmm. two he's not speaking for the league he's speaking for his more for his teammates the Trailblazers at this point no not even like he Mel is a fringe player who barely got back into the league mm-hmm. from all the players' protests, and the Trailblazers are going to be awful for him to give him a chance. And he's going on this. He's going on. This is just not the time. You're not. You're not a star player anymore. I know you're a well-respected player within the league, but he's talking for the Portland Trailblazers. He's not talking for the whole league perspective. He's falling for what his team uh, voted for, not what the league is. I don't think this jeopardizes anything. I just think it's one team that is wants more information that hasn't received it yet and it's going to be something that can quickly resolve. It's not like the MLB. They're just being a little bit uptight about it. They want to be short. It's saying that right now though causes unnecessary drama. You want a, a smoothest transition as possible to return because if not you lose money and the league needs the revenue because every league lost so much money. It just, it's just idiotic. You don't make those statements. It's just it's dysfunctional. And just because your team lost to vote you could say that there's 29 other organizations and in, in, in the nba and the portland trailblazers do not speak for all 29 so mellow in this case no. please just no no what are you talking about no what do you mean? All right. So when the NBA uh, was going to return, the every team approved it except uh, what's it called, Trailblazers. Okay, that's not that's not what. Who cares about that? It's not. Oh. What, he's not. He's not talking about the Trailblazers. He's just saying if, if the NBA if he doesn't like the way that the return goes, he's not going to go. Who cares? No, but he's saying it because he just doesn't agree with the thing. Because it's one of those things where you want to say when you're right. It's not one of those things like he's like, oh, the Trailblazers are for so he's gonna he's standing by that line. It's not. Like, it's not anything else. And, like, it wouldn't matter. If this was Damon Lillard, it would matter more than Kamel Anthony. I don't think I don't think it's anything about supporting the team that because they didn't vote for the plan. I think it's just he wants to see exactly how everything's going to play out, and then he'll make a decision for him, his family, and his health if he is going to go to Orlando or not. I would like to see other uh, other players with another team or someone who's like Damian Lillard. I don't want to hear Kamel Anthony's hands. Kamel Anthony, who I respect a lot, I don't think it's his position to say someone who was who had a position his way to get a farewell. Totally. He was he was lobbying for a farewell season, and now he gets this. Now he's saying, "Well, I might not return now." Like, oh, please come out! I love you so much, but no, you can't lobby I, for. I, a I, I think you're like way reading, like way. You're what, no. reading so many. You're reading so into this that you don't, and you don't have to. You're you're just going no. up with this. I don't like your take. No, no. I, I think, <laughs> well, 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 it's like an, it's an animal. 
well, personally, oh my God, Mike, Mike, like a, camera. Yeah, camera. almost like porcupine. So personally, I think that um, you know, I think that what Melo said is is validated. I just wish that like you know, he's not as prominent of a player anymore, and he's definitely not as good of a player anymore as Noah said. But I think that he has valid concerns and reasons for it. I um, you know, if, if they're uh, and, and I'm sure he's not going to be the only one to do um to to speak up and say something much like what um uh, what happened with Blake Snell um about you know what's what's going on with Major League Baseball and all of that and now it's turned into what it's currently turned into but I know that it's it's you know um he has he has valid concerns for it so um I, I just he's he's just not as prominent of a guy anymore in my mind so like if there was a guy like you know like Steph Curry or if there was a guy like Joel Embiid or Ben Simmons or you know someone like that saying it then I would be I would be alerted to it a little bit more but but because Melo's um, for as much as it's worth it it, 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 it still means something, just not as much. Well, it's not going to be uh, Steph Curry saying it because oh. the Warriors are out of the playoffs. So suck it, Steph Curry and the Warriors. Well, well, you know, it should come from the NBA PA, the Players Association. It shouldn't be coming from – you should go – if the players ever certain you have a united message. You don't have – when you have players – You <laughs> it all depends, but um, there's gonna be. I, I, I don't. I didn't understand why this is a big deal. There's gonna be players in all these sports that I'm not surprised yeah, if, if they don't show up. True. If they don't show up, or, or at least have concerns about it. It just as saying that you have concerns, I don't think is a big deal. Uh, it, it, I'm trying to think of a. No, it's not a big. Yeah, it's not a big deal. But I think at this point, the league already agreed to it. So if you're not gonna play, then you're gonna have to take a salary cut. You'll probably, yeah, that's the bottom line. They'll probably be fine with that. They'll say these yeah. players will be like, "Well, hey, that's the case, and fine." Yeah. Have, you know, if I don't, I don't want to go or I don't want to risk my health or whatever, so just all right, I'm just not mm-hmm. going to do it. So, I, I, like I said, I think there's going to be multiple players that have concerns at least. Yeah. Well, I just personally don't understand. So, like, why were the why were the Trailblazers the one team that said no to it, even though they were a team that was going to make it, and they were they were a team that was within that six game um, cushion? Well, I guess if any reason they would say no is because they're concerned for the virus, not because they wanted, they of the format. They thought it looked better done format. That's what they were protesting for. A better done format, a better done system. But I think that that's a good format, and, and that helped them out because they were going, like, they were within it, which doesn't make any sense in my mind. Yeah, they wanted something, though, that was even just better for the legal. So they were put, that's what they were pushing for. Well, I don't yeah. know what they were exactly pushing for, but I know they were pushing for a different type of format. They didn't get it, and they were uh, they were like that was the big thing. They went to the owner, and the owner listened to them. Shout out to Portland's owner for listening to his players. I'm just saying, either you you gotta make if you make a stand, that do it united. When you go when you go separate in time like this, it can end bad. It can become device. Do not be the MLB, okay? Do not be the MLB. The garbage right no. now. No. <laughs> Uh, that's, well, that's the last. That's the last thing we need. I love Camelo. I I'm so happy the Trailblazers signed him. But Camelo, just either do it with your teammates, do it with the the, uh, the NBA PA, or just say no comment when someone asks you that question. It's it's just it's just unnecessary drama. Yeah. All right. Uh, so uh, moving along, we'll go over to trying to avoid the sport that we, we don't like so much right now. Uh, but uh, let's go back to a sport that's, you know, fairly successful and fairly cooperative, and that is the MLS, Major League Soccer, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, MLS is coming back uh, to, again, Orlando, Florida, uh, to start a tournament uh, starting off uh, beginning about, about a month from now. Uh, it'll be a tournament format. Uh, but we'll have uh, count for regular season points, uh, and also the winner will be uh, subjected to play in the uh, I'll say uh, C O N C A F since I don't spell that out Concacaf uh, for next year. Uh, and uh, looks cool. I think it's going to be a, a great uh, going to be a great vibe uh, this summer uh, into August, and we'll hopefully by then. Uh, we'll get back to their home stadiums and continue out the rest of the regular season. Uh, 
Uh, I know the tournament is without fans uh, for now, but we'll see uh, about the rest of the season. But well, I, I wanted, know Alex would like to talk about this because he's yeah, the other so soccer man in the group. I wanted to – well, I wanted to take that and then group it in another thing. So, um, yeah. well, 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 the one thing I know when you were talking about the CONCACAF thing, so basically the winner of it gets an automatic qualification into the CONCACAF, right. yeah. which is basically, you know, the CONCACAF is – I'm pretty sure that's, you know, North America, just everything in North America which is significantly worse than Europe, but that's, you know, their version of the UEFA Champions League. Right. Um, and then I think that the winner also gets $1.1 million. That is correct. Like that. Um, yeah. I, I know the one thing that confused me uh, when I was doing it originally, and, and I know we just talked about it before the pod, was that um, there's, so there's six different groups. They took Nashville um, SC and put it into the Eastern the, Conference the, for the, yeah. for like, I guess the remainder of the season along with Miami, uh, inner Miami. Um, so there's now a six team group along with five other four team groups. And that didn't make any sense in my head. Cause they could have just put kept inner Miami in that same group and then just kept it a five team group and then did the same thing, moved, moved Nashville down into the Western conference where it actually is supposed to be. And then just turned that into another five team group. I know that um, I don't think it would probably make sense to put it in the same group as like the, um, uh, the, uh, the LAFC or, um, and uh, you know, LA galaxy, that group. But I, I think that there was one that they could have put it in. Um, but I like, I wanted to also mention along with this. So it, it's, it's kind of funny. Cause I found out news today um, is similar in terms of how the MLS and the NBA are both going to be in the same spot in relatively the same time. So the NWSL, which is the women's soccer league, is starting they're they're going to be the first professional sports league to come back in the u.s they're starting a tournament in utah at the U- university of utah and i think it's also um there's a uh usl championship team that plays there um uh that's the lacrosse stadium and i guess also a soccer stadium so they're going to be playing a quarantine tournament in utah and I just found out that the Premier Lacrosse League is also playing a tournament at the exact same venue, probably about a month later in terms of when it starts. It starts on July 25th at the same venue in Utah. So it's it's funny because like now there's two different examples of like people are quarantining in just one place. Um, but I think it's also worth mentioning, you know, the NWSL is going to start up uh, soon. So people should be tuning into that. Hopefully it'll be on uh, TV somewhere. But I think that like I'm excited for that. I'm excited for the MLS. Um, I think that the MLS format's going to be good. Hopefully they'll be able to resume the season after it. Or if this is just it, then this is it. But, yeah. Yes, very good, very good. Uh, now getting back, uh, again, talking about baseball, we know we all know the ugliness of uh, the negotiations going on right now. But there is still time. Uh, I know Manfred came out with a statement that the season will definitely be played no matter how many games that is or whatever that, however that would look like. Uh, but th- there is still time uh, to save face right now uh, and baseball in general, uh, which hopefully needs to be happening fairly soon because we are running into uh, it's June 11th now. Uh, so we got to start picking up that pace um, and hopefully, it's, you know, something can be worked out and someone can give in by now because obviously we've been talking about the last couple of weeks how bad this has looked for baseball um but uh as far as uh whether or not do we think a season is going to play uh how do we feel about uh a season may be played or do we think that baseball is probably going to just wait till 2021 i guess i'll go sure Uh, i don't i i you know i'm i'm increasingly maybe i shouldn't be increasingly more optimistic there is going to be baseball this year i just don't think it's going to be anywhere as good as what it could have been i think there's they still drop the ball on this thing even if they come to some sort of an agreement and do play baseball this year uh you know people are going to wonder if if uh if if it's like a 50 game season if it should really count with the, if there's a 16-team playoff, is the season legitimate? Is the World Series champion legitimate? I think it will be legitimate still. I think it would be bad to have a season with 50 games or something like that. Um, no, I especially think it'll be more legitimate if a team like the Yankees or Dodgers win, who were one of the favorites going into the season anyway. If, like, the Kansas City Royals win, yeah. it's going to be like, what? I mean, yeah, yeah. It'll still be a little bit legitimate, I think. Though I mean, I mean, I think that Nationals last year were 19 and 31 through 50 games. So I mean, that's a reason to be concerned, I guess. 
but but I mean, if everyone's playing by the same rules, I think you have to say it's legitimate. Um, yeah, and, and overall, I mean, they keep going back and forth, back and forth on this year. That, and I think some of them, like, I think forget, like, about, all right, there's going to be a season in 21, 22, and 23. So, well, we think. to be – well, we – yeah, exactly. Like, I think they should be working on the CBA but, right now. Yeah, be- well, that's what the, that's what's, like, the, they're locked in on 2020 and not, think, and not having any hindsight on – you know, I still the future. understand why there isn't more talk on deferring salary. Why can't they just defer more salary until the owners have more money in their pockets? I you should talk to Bryce Harper about that. I, I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't either. I mean, I think that would be a, a move in the right direction if they did that. But, but I thought, you know, with the MLB who came out with their new plan this week, it still wasn't great, but I thought it was better yeah. than than what had been – discussed but yeah. well, you know well, I think that you thought it was even worse which I don't really understand well I think yeah. that um I mean it seems like the number that they're going to is is roughly between 30 and 35 percent um in in terms of uh you know like revenue um because obviously and like the all, the other thing is if players expect to get paid this year and they're already losing a like Losing all this money, they, I mean, are they not even thinking about, like I keep saying, the future? Because otherwise, there's, there's salaries that – all of their salaries are going to drop. Yeah, I, I th- well, I, I think that the um, – I mean, hopefully there's a way that they can agree to something where they can get a little bit more. I think that the the owner should try to – I mean, um, hopefully there's a way that they can compromise and try to push 40%. Um, I, I don't think that they're going to – you know, the owners of Major League Baseball are going to concede any more than 40%. Uh, but it seems like – you know the uh, the goal is is to get thirty three percent if they can find it, but I don't know. No, you haven't said anything. What the heck? Oh, about this. Well, I just have to say, I guess I don't care if baseball comes back or not at this point. They've kind of thought itself in the foot. If it comes back, wow. I'll be, but that's because you're a Phillies fan. I'll eat popcorn no matter what. To be honest, at this point, it's just entertaining to watch it. Blow up on yourself like a reality TV show. Like you should know better. Reality TV show. Leave it up to baseball for another strike. Come on, goodness I don't understand that argument, though, that people have made. That they'd rather have no baseball at this point than baseball. Well, I'd rather have baseball. It's just not going to be the same thing, and I know that. I don't yeah, care. Not be the same yeah, thing. but you're going to – there's games that are going to be being played. Still baseball. Oh, yeah. It's just, it's just like a giant episode of Shark Tank, and they're just, like, throwing offers back and forth and, you know – it might land. It might not land. You got it. I mean, it seems like the owners are on heaven, and like, uh, you know, they need to find a um, they, they need to find a happy medium. I also think it harms the sport more if there's no baseball this year. So if you care about the yeah. baseball, it's, 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 free agent, free agent market has nothing to go off of. I can either harm hockey in 0405. I can either spend my time reading about these proposals that are not going to go through, or I could wait to see if the league comes back, which would be okay, good. The league's back. It might be too eventually. Does it come back? No, it doesn't, it doesn't make too much sense. If it comes back, why be invested? If it comes back, I'll be like, oh, yeah, baseball. I'll tell so you with a grain of salt, but yesterday Manfred did say there is going to be baseball played this year. Right, but like, how much optimism. do Bob Manford right now. Like he hasn't been has best track record as a uh, commissioner in baseball. Just just saying. This certainly looks very bad on him. Yeah. Like I said, take it with a grain of salt. But if you want yeah. to be optimistic, he did say that. Yeah, yeah no, he said he said there's gonna be baseball. That's so he stands by that. If we gotta I'm, give cooler heads prevail. That's I'm, basically I mean, he's he's gonna look like an idiot if there is no baseball after he said that. I mean, he already looks bad. Oh well, yeah, yeah. Be like the first Bush, he said no, no more taxes, no higher taxes than raise taxes, or some shit like that. But anyway, yeah, no. Uh, uh, I'm just saying, it doesn't like at this point. Like I'm assuming more people can get this perspective that if it comes back, that's good. But like, if it doesn't come back, oh well. Like baseball's already missed its opportunity to take the summer. This is baseball's prime months. And right after this, this baseball should be front and center, but they failed with that. Kareem, they've been out again. They've been out maneuvered by the, the professional lacrosse league. You are a billion dollar sport, a multi billion dollars. Yo, the PLL is taking over in terms of like how to be run. You know, like how to run a league well. Yeah. 
Like they're doing such a good job, and it's amazing. I yes, love like the fact I'm like the PL whose budget is probably what like a fifth? Or no, like a fifth. I mean, players they 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 basically gave players a raise in terms of what it was from the former league, but they're really only getting like five thousand a year to play thirty five k. Yeah. Versus so, nothing. versus MLB, which the uh, league minimum is what, like five hundred sixty thousand, something like that. Yeah. So, but it, it's hmm. just it's just crazy. You have all this, you can't make it work. So you know what? I until you come back, you're not bound by anything. Mike, but, uh, it doesn't make sense. Mike, yeah. Can we mention the draft for a hot sec? Since yeah, sure. Go ahead. yeah. So obviously, we know the MLB draft is uh, underway. I just saw. Uh, an old video Derek Jeter on center stage talking about how back in like 92 if you know if potentially of how his future could have changed uh, if he didn't get drafted by the Yankees because it seemed like if he got drafted by anyone else he probably would have went to Michigan anyway yeah so take um, it off yeah so I'll just go over it briefly for those who don't necessarily follow high school or college baseball which um you know it is what it is but uh uh the Tigers have the number one pick this year um they had a terrible year last year so uh, they drafted um, third baseman Spencer Torkelson um, from Arizona State. Uh, he, he was a junior this year, absolutely raked in college. Arizona State, really good baseball school, definitely a guy to look out for in the future. They're putting together a lot of guys. They got num- uh, I think they had the number one pick or number two pick last year, and they had, um, drafted Casey Mize, who was a pitcher out of uh, Auburn, and he's already in double A. He's doing really well. Um, I guess some other guys to look at. Uh, Emerson Hancock, uh, pitcher from Georgia, got drafted sixth overall, sixth overall by the Mariners. Austin Martin, a shortstop from Vanderbilt, helped them win the national championship last year over Michigan, got drafted fifth, was uh, the second overall ranked guy. Um, There's some things in terms of uh, the money situation. I think he was going to sign with Boris, um, and I don't think that the Orioles wanted to do that. Instead, they um, uh, they drafted Heston uh uh, Kajerstead. Uh, I definitely butchered that name, but <laughs> Arkansas. Um, he was ranked the tenth overall prospect. Um, it was this was the I think this year was the latest that a um, a player, um, a high school player, had been drafted. It wasn't until the eighth pick that a high school guy was picked. Um, I guess some other names. Uh, the Red Sox drafted Nick York, a second baseman out of Archbishop, uh, Archbishop Mitty High School in California, seventeenth overall who was the 139th ranked prospect by, by MLB.com. So definitely a weird pick that no one really saw coming. It shocked everyone on MLB Network for sure. Um, no offense to Nick. I'm sure that he's – hopefully he'll have a great career. Um, what about, uh, what about uh, Austin Wells? Yeah, I was going to touch upon that because um, he looked like the prototypical Yankees guy. His, his entire family was wearing suits. Like, he already looked like he fit into the, uh, in, into the Yankees gang. Yes, sir. Definitely Yankees love worse. taking their catchers in the first round. Yeah, definitely they for do. not for better. Um, <laughs> guy, uh, he's a guy to Arizona, should be good, has pop. Um, uh, bats left-handed, um, uh, has pop from the, uh, from the left-hand side of the plate. Definitely someone to look out for in the future. Um, this guy, Garrett Mitchell, outfielder from UCLA, slid all the way to the 20th overall pick, got drafted by the, uh, the Brewers, should also be pretty good. Um, definitely showed a lot of potential at UCLA. Um, uh, I guess as a Rays fan, they drafted this kid, Nick Bitsko, who is a pitcher, a local guy um, in terms of the Philly area from Central Bucks High School East. Um, he was actually, so he's 17. He's not going to turn 18 until like a week from now. And he reclassified into the 2020 class. So basically he was a junior that reclassified as a senior. And apparently he's already touched 97, 98. So I'm very um, happy and intrigued about that. But those are just a few of the guys um, that have gotten picked. If you want to look um, at everything, there's a draft track on MLB.com. You said Mick Abel? What? You said Mick Abel? Yeah, yeah, Mick Abel for the Phillies, 15th overall. Um, he was the top pitching prospect from Oregon, Got won the, um, was the Gatorade um, Pitcher of the Year in Oregon or Player of the Year. <laughs> to look at. Uh, Ed, oh, and then last guy, Ed Howard, got drafted 16th by the Cubs. He was part of the, uh, the Jackie Robinson uh, Little League team that got stripped of their U.S. title because their parents were basically greedy and just tried to find a way to help them onto a team so then they could win. So they were, you know, the kids were basically a terrible decision. Um, were put in a terrible place. You know, the rock. But, um, yeah, Howard's a local guy. 
to um, to Illinois and to Chicago. So hopefully he'll fit in really well. Um, but yeah, if there's anything else that you guys have about that, yeah, you know, I just like the uh, another fun fact. Uh, I didn't know. I didn't actually know this, but like the uh, Yanks uh, last night had the 28th pick, and the last time they had the 28th pick, uh, they picked up Garrett Cole. I didn't realize they drafted him. Did, did you know, know that? that? It's, yeah, that's been like everywhere. I've not, I'm, I didn't I'm, know that. I remember when they drafted him in 2008. That was a bad year, 2008. Well, yeah, um, but that's everything with the draft. It's still going on. Um, it's only five rounds this year because, you know, uh, yeah, that's a shame. has gotten everything all crazy. But um, I, I know that Noah had a lot of things they wanted to talk about, about, about one Josh Harris wanting yeah. to uh, – Yeah, so Josh uh, Harris. A-Rod and, uh, and J-Lo in order to get the Mets. Josh Harris is looking to bid for the Mets position, Devils and Sixers owner, uh, and looking up to team up with Dave Blitzer. Uh, and already said – already commented by our very own Mike Francesa that the Will Ponds would be uh, absolutely crazy to sell the Mets now to Josh Harris. But anyway, take it away. All right. So first, I want to say this real quick. Uh, I don't know if you all knew this, but real quick back to MLB draft. Uh, Rob, Robert Hassel, who Alex mentioned, was picked at number eight by the Padres. The last uh, high school player to go so late was Clayton Kershaw at seven. So no pressure, Robert Hassel. Just have to compete with Clayton Kershaw. I, hopefully you can do it. I'm not a Padres fan, but good for you. Uh, anyway, uh, to Josh Harris go potentially buying the Mets. If that happens, Mets, I can tell you one thing. You're gonna you're gonna tank for a couple of years so you can get star players because that's what they always do. Because Josh Harris, his big thing is making a profit and increase the team's value. The way he does that is he tries to get star players on his team. He did that with the Sixers with the so-called process, but he doesn't really care about the results or even winning that as much. He cares about having star talent. He cares that the team makes the playoffs and they're productive. But if they win a championship, eh, he just cares that, like Alex was mentioning earlier, they make the semi the semifinals in the Eastern Conference. It's all we need to do. Win one playoff series and they're good to Josh Harris. Because for some reason, he only wants he doesn't he only wants good players, but no one that is not a team that can win a championship. Because it's Josh Harris. When he followed the Sixers, I think he bought them for like 200 mil, something like 250 mil, something like that. They're not worth over a billion dollars. So is he a great businessman? Yes. But he's also a guy who's never going to make your team so, so amazing. He's a guy who's going to – who's not main focus is not winning but profit. So if he buys the Mets, I'm sorry for you because it's not as much of an improvement as you would want to see. He's no uh, great owner. He's no Robert Kraft, Jeffy Lurie. He's no Steinbrenner. He's no person who's going to put in the money to make a team great. He's none of those type of owners. He's none of the owners who will communicate with their players. He's the type of owner who's basically, I'm here so I can make a profit and I'll sell a team in like 10, 15 years and make a shit ton of money because I'm Joshua Harris and that's what I do. That yeah. sounds like every owner ever. Most owners, yeah. Yeah, most owners, namely one Jeffrey Loria who – Managed to build the, uh, the 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 Montreal Nationals and and the Florida Marlins uh, in in one fell swoop. I don't really have anything about it. I, I don't know. I, I do love Big Meat Pete though. Oh boy, our, our Lord and Savior Pete Alonso, absolute tank, absolute stud. We don't have enough money, unfortunately. I don't have enough money. Hey, maybe maybe Arrow to buy a team and then he'll just get on Shark Shark Tank to make oh, a business and then make some big bucks. <laughs> yeah, if you're an owner, you're certainly not going to be journaling it. So I would not be journaling it. No, <laughs> as a journalist, I can attack the people who own. Hmm. I don't think he's an awful owner, though. I mean, he's done, not that they've had much success, but the Devils, who he owns, are definitely Trash. on the rise. The Sixers have been better in recent years. I mean, it's not like yeah, he, and the Sixers have been pretty. Good it's not like he's been like a triple like god awful owner. He's been okay. I he does live in New York. So many, I, but so many owners on so many different teams. Like it's not just him. I mean, like there are so many guys that have done that. Like. Um, Wanky's a guy who owns Arsenal. He owns the Rams. He owns the Colorado Rapids. Um, uh, whoever the, um, uh, the, uh, the Fenway Sports people own the Red Sox. I know Liverpool. Like, he's not going to be the first guy to own a bunch of different teams. So the thing I'm saying no. about Harris is, is he 
could you do much worse? Yes, you can have the Knicks on it first. You could do much, much worse. I'm I mean, just you buy the Knicks. A frustrating owner, that's all. He's not, is he terrible? No. Is he great? Better no. for a profit, nothing more. He's better than the Wilpons. So the thing with the thing with Dolan, Dolan doesn't even do anything for the Knicks. No, but I, I think Harris would invest money in the Mets. I think they they would actually have a New York style payroll. I hope they would. I, I think they could Probably. have a hundred million dollar payroll. Probably. Dude, they could bring back Big Sexy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, has done it. <laughs> Run. All right, all right. Let's. How about we get into some top five? Heck yeah. We, uh, we, uh, this week we decided to do top five games that we intended uh, personally uh, that we have been to over the years. I know some of us have probably been to better games than others, uh, more memorable. Uh, and obviously, I mean, at least for me, I kind of associate it with, you know, my – you know, teams actually doing well and winning compared to actually being to good games and then losing. But, uh, but uh, yeah, uh, who wants to go first? Should I just go first? Sure, you can go. Yeah. So, uh, so I've been to many a games um, in many a, in all of the sports. Um, I'm a big sports guy here. Uh, I'm big, big, big fan of sports. But um, so I have a lot of honorable mentions that I might go through after. But in terms of the top five, I kind of went back and forth. Two is just five. Uh, this, this is what makes it hard. I mean, no, no, yeah. You, you can't do hard. any honorable mentions. You I just have to stick it in the five. so many good honorable you can, mentions. You can okay. talk about a couple, but, like, don't. Okay. But I'll, yeah, I'll go over the top five. So, uh, number yeah. five is um, – I forget the year that it was, but it was it was a couple years back. Aroldis Chapman was still the closer on, uh, on the Cincinnati Reds. And uh, one fateful afternoon – uh, at the ballpark, uh, Citizens Bank Park in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, uh, he came in to uh, to get the save against the uh, uh, the Phillies. Uh, the Reds were winning. Um, Cliff or some guy got on base, then Cliff Lee uh, replaced him as a uh, uh, as a what's it called? Uh, replaced him as a pinch runner. Then got caught in a in a rundown between first and second, and then the combination of the goats, Eric Kratz and Freddie Galvis, hit back to back. Home runs off of Roldis Chapman, and Galvis walked him off. Number four, um, we're going back to February 2019, I believe. Um, so Maryland women's basketball was playing Minnesota. They were down, I believe, seven or nine points with like 50 seconds left, and then came back to win. It was crazy. So much fun. Number three, I had a lot of – I wanted to include at least one men's basketball game, uh, but the one I included, so of the many that I've watched – um, I have gotten a chance to go to the NCAA tournament, and the one that I picked was uh, Maryland Belmont uh, in the first round of the 2019 tournament. Jalen Smith posterized Dylan Windler, who's now on the Cavs, and uh, Sticks is going to get drafted in the NBA. Maryland ended up winning the game, which is the only time I've ever seen them win a tournament game. It was the best atmosphere. It was the most heart-pounding game I've ever experienced in my life. I swear, I thought they were going to lose at literally every point in the game, but it was amazing. Number two – my favorite moment uh, in band watching Maryland football. So um, the home opener in 2018, they played Texas. Let me tell you guys, is not back. Be back, and you have to deal with that. Uh, Maryland, after upsetting Texas the year before at Texas, had all, um, everything that happened with Jordan McNair. If you don't know that, look it up. I'm not going into detail about it. Uh, they played at FedEx Field, which was our away trip for band. Um, so as much as I love band, driving in a bus 20 minutes to, to FedEx Field should not be our away trip, but I'm not going to yell and scream about that. Um, however, we did get to watch Maryland upset Texas for the second year in a row, and that was the same year that Texas beat Georgia in the Sugar Bowl. So basically, Maryland's better than Georgia is what I'm saying, and I'm going with that, and if you don't believe me, then – get the heck out of here um and the number one game that i've ever attended even as a rays fan is the game five the 2008 world series phillies rays it lasted two days um crazy environment crazy atmosphere phillies ended up winning so i you know i was still a phillies fan at the time but i did get to see them win a world series and i got to see a team win a world series which is pretty cool so i guess i'll go with my uninspired list because i've only been to like 
10 sporting events my entire life, two of which I think I've gone with Jason. One was, this is not on the list, but huh? one we tried eating a hot dog every inning, a dal hot dog night, did not end well. But anyway, uh, number five on my uh, uninspired list it goes to the old Camden River Sharks, you know, those old team was a it was a independent baseball team. I uh, I was about seven years old. The River Sharks got a win, and this is on my list because they uh, threw these fake baseballs into the crowd. And I was going to get one seven year old me, you know. And this woman, I uh, I got the baseball, and this woman comes up, grabs the baseball from me, a seven year old kid, and takes it and walks away. I was upset. My brother got like one of them. I got zero. I was upset because a seven-year-old. But I uh, just game always would be in my memory. Just not because uh, the River Shark won, because I had a ball stolen from me in what was my second baseball game ever from a woman who said a seven-year-old cannot have this ball. I need this fake latex ball for myself. So that's number five. Number four. Uh, this was a, this was a weird one because I do like Pat Burrell, but this was my first Phillies baseball game. And Pat Burrell was, uh, I think he was like hitting like 190 at the time. And every fan just started booing Pat Burrell. It was, I don't know why, I just found it really funny. So that's number four. Uh, it's, I love Pat Burrell, but it's number four because it's the first time seeing Philly fans at the finals. Boom, someone who's been on the team. And there for about 10 years, I get a boot because he's hitting 190. Gotta love Philly fans. They're amazing. They actually are amazing. But anyway, my number three or number four, sorry, or number three, sorry, uh, is uh, uh, is going to be one of my, uh, it'll be about two weeks into uh, Joe Embiid's career with the Sixers. He played the Nets. I was happy to be at that game. It was a great game. I think Joe Embiid scored like, 20-some points while playing, like, 20 minutes. Joe Embiid was electric. He carried the success to win over the Nets. And afterwards, he threw the basketball. The crowd was hyping the crowd up the whole time. He's probably the best sportsmanship I've ever seen in person or showsmanship. So, Joe Embiid, shout-out to him. One of my favorite basketball players. Great athlete also. Don't, don't bash him. or call him fat and lazy. He's great. Uh, number uh, – what's it called? Uh, two goes to uh, the River Sharks again. Yes. The Canada River Sharks make my list twice. This time is because they honored my championship baseball team. I went on the field. I'm also going to put the Phillies on this because they honored me as well. But they lost uh, by uh, 12 runs that game. So the Phillies don't get counted because they kind of lost by 12 runs. Don't honor a, a little league or a third grade baseball team if you're going to lose by 12 runs. Anyway, number one, this is actually a good game to go to. So Screw everyone who's the roasting me in the chat. You guys don't get to see this, but I was like, this is a terrible list. Like I said, it was going to be. But I went to the two years ago, I went to the military bowl where it was the Temple Owls versus Navy football, where Temple fought the whole game and ended up blowing out Navy. And uh, Navy had a home game in the military bowl. I don't know how that was fair, but it was a beautiful stadium in Annapolis. Temple went and just demolished Navy. He always killed. Temple, because some reason Temple did not know how to stop the option. It was such a great game, and by far my best experience drove went on the bus for like three and a half hours to get there. 100% worth it. Go Temple Owls. Gotta love Temple football. And also, Penguins suck. I, I disagree. <laughs> I, do go uh, I'll go last. You could go. Okay. Um, so, similar to Alex and Michael, you know, I've been to so many games, so this was so incredibly difficult. Mucho game. On the five Mucho. and ranking it. Um, but I did. So, uh, number five, this was a 2015 football game. Uh, Jets versus Patriots. Um, the Jets ended up winning the game, I think, by a score of 26 to 20 in overtime. Um, you know, it, it, it wasn't – it ended up not being a totally – great game most impactful because at the time if the steel at the time it was very crazy because the Steelers had lost 
this was week 16 of the NFL season, which meant that the Jets controlled their own destiny if they beat the Patriots. And they did. I mean, of course, they lost the next week. But at the time, it was just a great energy and atmosphere beating Tom Brady and the Patriots in the in overtime in a game. It was the fifth Jets win in a row, led by Ryan Fitzpatrick. So that's pretty cool, I guess. Um, so that that is a, that was a really exciting game for me. Uh, that was number five. Number four, the only time I've ever been to a game seven of any playoff series, that was Penguins Capitals 2017 game seven of the second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Um, I drove down to Washington, D.C. for game seven. Uh, it was just so crazy going into that environment where the stakes were so high. You had the two best players in recent memory in Crosby and Ovechkin going up against each other. Uh, it was it was just insane. The disappointment on the Capitals fans when they lost yet again to the Penguins in another disappointing season. And then it was re- very crucial because Marc-Andre Fleury, it was one of the last times I got to see Marc-Andre, actually it was the last time I got to see Marc-Andre Fleury as a Penguin, shut out the Capitals 2 to nothing. Penguins advanced, went on to win their second straight Stanley Cup. Number three, another Penguins-Capitals game, this time in Pittsburgh during the same season, but a regular season game. This was one of the most crazy games maybe the most crazy game I've ever been to. And that ended up being an 8-7 to se- eight to seven Penguins overtime win against the Capitals. Penguins were down 3 nothing. They came back. They scored six goals in the second period, including a Malkin hat trick. Uh, it was just crazy. There were so many lead changes, blown leads back and forth. Eventually, Connor Sherry got the game-winning goal in overtime. You mean Connor Sherry? Sherry. Sherry. Oh my God. <laughs> Number two. Uh, this was a Yankees Angels 2009 ALCS game two. This was a 13 inning playoff game. It was the first Yankees playoff game I ever attended. And it was a big game uh, for the Yankees. They wanted to take a 2 nothing lead on their way to go, winning the World Series eventually. Um, the Yankees, they, uh, it was such a close game. In the 11th inning, because it went extra innings. In the 11th inning, the Angels took the lead. Then on a 0-2 pitch in the bottom half of the 11th inning, Alex Rodriguez sent the home run into the first uh, stand, into the first row in the stands in the rain. It was so energetic. You could just feel that there was something special about that team. And then they eventually ended up winning in the 13th inning on a Cesar, I think it was a I forget who it was. Maybe Maestro's Torres or something. Cesar's Torres. Cesar's Torres. I think it was. Yeah, he committed an error, and Jerry Harrison Jr. scored the game-winning run in the bottom half of the 13th inning. Um, and then my number one game: Penguins Sharks 2016 Stanley Cup Final Game One. First Stanley Cup Final game ever attended. It was one day after my birthday, so the celebration was going. I'd wished on my birthday that the Penguins win the game I go to and win the Stanley Cup. It was such a great time. Uh, It was such a great game, too. It went down to, like, the last few minutes. With less than three minutes in the game, Nick Bonino scored the game-winning goal. There was this one uh, Punjabi announcer that that had this Bonino, 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 Bonino chant. Ended up being known as the Nick Bonino game. First ever Stanley Cup game in that building. It was great. I also got to say one thing real quick. I have evidence. I believe this is the game, Jason, uh, was by like, the NBC. So you're thinking there's a picture. I have a picture on my phone of him in the corner with him looking like Steven Adams for some reason with a penguin's hat just in, like, the corner, high, like, behind, like, the studio. It's a great picture. Maybe we'll share it next time if you watch on YouTube or something like that because you got to see. It looks exactly like Steven Adams is. It's amazing. <laughs> Michael, you got it. Uh, all right. <clears throat> all right. Yeah, again, a lot of games to choose from. Um, but I did make a list. Um, I put uh, number five. Uh, the I put in game one of the ALDS of last year against the uh, Minnesota Twins, uh, especially after being uh, – Going to a game in 2018, one of the worst games I've probably ever been to. <laughs> Getting demolished by the Red Sox and staying for all of it, but 
uh, you know, most people definitely left. At least uh, we saw history at the game. We saw the first ever uh, playoff cycle. Yeah, yeah, we did. We got to see uh, Austin Romine pitch. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, eventually, obviously, uh, the Red Sox going to win the World Series that year. But at least they came back. Uh, definitely had a much better result uh, of last year. Uh, number four, I uh, I had to put in uh, the uh, the year before that, the 2017 ALDS Game Three uh, against the Cleveland Indians. Did not, and that was like you know against Minnesota. I felt fairly confident that series, but uh, that year I did not feel confident uh, at all of them winning. I did not think they. Uh, would really have – I mean, there was a chance, but I didn't really think they'd have that much of a chance. And after uh, them losing game two, uh, which they should have uh, should have definitely won, uh, that was a heartbreaker in itself. And going into game three, seeing Tanaka pitch, the, probably the best I've ever seen him, especially – definitely in person. Still Yankees. Uh, and uh, – that was definitely a great win, great way to uh, uh, move on in that series and uh, eventually winning that series and moving on to the ALCS. Anyway, game uh, number three, I went with uh, – I almost forgot about this one, but I, put, I, I had to put in the Giants' uh, 2011 playoff uh, game against the Atlanta Falcons uh, in the um, – I think that was wild, the wild card round at that time. Um, and nice fi- – finally, my first ever playoff – giant playoff victory I've seen in person. Uh, so definitely, definitely memorable. I had to put it in there uh, over any, like, regular season game I've been to. Um, number two, uh, 2009 World Series Game 4 at CBP. Uh, wonderful – Definitely one of the best uh, series I got to experience. And unfortunately, it was the last World Series that we've been able to experience um, uh, thus far. Hopefully, there'll be uh, some more in the future. But uh, definitely one of the uh, definitely greater games I've been to. Uh, and uh, one of the uh, games that definitely propelled the Yankees uh, from, to being successful in that series. Now, number one, it was close, uh, but I had to put a game that I was not particularly a fan for the team, but definitely seeing a World Series clincher is one of the probably best things you can see uh, in sports or any like any championship. Uh, but I had to put in I was in attendance for the 2008 World Series of your Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, going to both games, having – going to the start of that game, having it rained out, going, thinking I was going the next day, but then it was raining the next day and then having to go again uh, the day after that. And finally, finally uh, clinching uh, game five. Uh, uh, and definitely uh, was cool to see a uh, great team, great chemistry that team had and uh, definitely a good experience. Had to be on the list because uh, it was uh, the only championship I've ever seen in person. So, so, yeah, that's my top five. Let's do trivia. <laughs> trivia. Are we ready for your sports trivia this week? Okay, let's do some trivia. Let's wrap this up because we're going a little bit long. Yeah. <laughs> we're not doing that long. All right. Yeah, yeah, we're doing good. All right. No. Um, no. Trying to going back off of the uh, top five that I had, going back to the 2009 World Series game four, there was a – uh, huge play that one of – I don't think I've ever seen, uh, but uh, a Yankee player ended up stealing second base as well as third base because no one was covering it. Who was that player? Ronnie Damon. Are we doing, are, are we doing it by, like, 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 how are we doing this? Are we doing this by, like, multiple choice or first one? I planned it just to do it, whoever answers first. Well, Jason got it. Damn. I mean, Jason deserves to get it because he's the Yankee fan. So. Well, I also knew that one. That was such an easy question. I know. Well, we're starting easy and then getting harder. Come on, it's like who? Yeah. Okay. Come on. Come on. Isn't that isn't that how we do trivia? You have to start yeah, easy. No, should I, 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 I give you like 
no, in no, 19... No, no. Was that okay. the game Rod hit the camera? Or is yeah, that... yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The first time there was like a huge camera That one, too. That was, that was again, great game to see. Third question, too. Come on, let's go. All right. Relax, relax. Relax. You should just go slow just to piss him off. Gotcha. <laughs> um, in what year? This is I, – I wonder if anyone actually knows this. Okay. But I'm going, I'm going golf on you. Ooh. In what year did Tiger Woods begin his professional golf career? 1999. The Masters in 97. 96, maybe? Jason Chayet gets another point. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Let's pick it up. Come on. Come on, guys. You told him to go slow to piss him off. No, I don't mean oh. that. Like oh, that. the other guys. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, I I wanted from a pa- I wanted to do a fan perspective question. Thought it was interesting. Which NFL team has the longest season ticket waiting list? Packers. Shit. Very good. Come on, yes. that's an easy question. I didn't think that was easy. I didn't know that. You know that all the time. Well, that's because you know it's stupid. No, it's because it's Lambo. Do you know like how ingrained the Packers are? It, it, it had to be like one of like three teams. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, but like, I don't know, whatever. Packers fans ride or die with that team. Yeah, they're they're insane. Yeah, well, no, I mean, I know that, but like, I don't know. He's not impressed. I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of impressed. <laughs> I know you, I know you know stupid question. stuff. All right. Um, <laughs> which... Uh, you're gonna know this. Never mind. I'm skipping this one. No, you can ask it. No, I don't want to. And what what year was uh, Michael Jackson uh, featured at the halftime show and during the Super Bowl? Ninety two. Ninety six. Does Jason have an answer? Or it's ninety? No, no, it's not during the Gulf War. No, was it? No, ninety. It was at the Rose Bowl. It's supposed to KBS in years 80, 81, 82, 82. No, no. Wait, Alex, you said 92? Yeah. I'll give it to you. It's 93. He, it was at the Rose Bowl. I do know that. That's when they did, like, yeah. the, the World thing, and, like, they had all the, like, the, um, uh, um, they, they did, like, the card thing where, like, they had, like, a bunch of, like, sections be, like, kids and stuff like that. All right. I guess Price is Right okay. was your closest. <laughs> yeah. I'll do, I'll just give it to him. Um, so what are we at now? So Alex has two. Jason, Jason has two. No, has right. no. <laughs> All right. Another, another, uh, going back to tennis. Oh. <laughs> we didn't even do tennis. You said going back to it. We didn't Wait. even do tennis. Oh, no, I did golf for a little. I don't know. Sports that aren't popular. <laughs> hey, tennis is very How <laughs> dare you? I don't know. Whatever. Are we All going right. to this? What? I said, are we doing tennis? Yeah, why not? Dude, I love tennis. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> Who did Roger Federer defeat to win his maiden U.S. Open title? His what? His maiden U.S. Open. Yeah. Oh, was it Sampras uh, or Agassi? No. Or was it, or was it Roger? Nadal? Huh? Nadal? No. It, it wasn't, wasn't Roderick either, was it? Savage. No. I don't know. I don't know. It was Leighton Hewitt. Oh, yeah. He's uh, won Wimbledon a couple years. He won Never Wimbledon heard of him. a long time ago. He's from Australia. I said Australia. Okay. So I should get points. Wait. All right. All right, let's do – I'll do one more since no one got that. All right. Tiebreaker between me and Jason. What was the duration of the longest playoff drought in NFL history? Again, are we just guessing years? Uh, yeah. <sighs> just wait. throw out a number and see who's 40? close. Wait, wait, how what's long your, did you say? What's your, are we you answering? Are you guys answering? Whoever's closest gets it. So, you're, so it's just playoff drop, right? Yeah. Seven years. No. How many? 27. Okay. No, I'm trying to think of the 24. It's uh, Jason's got it, 44 years. Yeah, I win again. Yeah. Who was it? Got it? Who? Uh, Arizona Cardinals from 47 to 98. Oh. 
I wish that long without making the playoffs. Rounds. Isn't 47 to 98 more than 44 years? No, it's not. It's 51. Oh. Well, yeah, but I think it's because they're, like, the longest. Like, that's the longest drought. We get it. Okay. So, Jason wins because, you know, why not? Um, (sighs) I'll give it to J.J. King. (laughs) So close, too, man. I felt so good. Top of the heap. Jason, didn't it win all of them? I mean, you have only lost once now, and I'm pretty sick today. So that's my excuse for me. I think I've won three of them. I have not. Uh, But anyways, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. So long, people. Feel free to like, share, comment on our things. Let us know what we can do better. We're on Spotify. We're on Radio Public. We're on Anchor. We are on Google Podcasts. We're still trying to get on Apple Podcasts. We're going to put this video up on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Alex Murphy, I believe it is. But everyone have a great week, and we'll talk to you next week.